Thank you for joining us on the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. And here's your host, Chris Sabalero. Oh my goodness. Once again, it's time for the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. And I'm your host, Chris Sabalero. I got to tell you, I really appreciate everybody out there, you know, downloading the shows and sending us your suggestions. You know, one of the things that's going on right now is our production team has got some great content in the works. But let's not go ahead and take away from today's show. I got to tell you, we are going to be entertained. Our guest is a serial salesman. He is a social selling expert. He's a principal thinker for On the Ball. And he is the ambassador for the book, Power for Broke. Our good friend, Steve Noodleberg. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mr. Chris. It's a pleasure to be here today. I got to tell you, that Mr. thing, that's going to cost extra. I'm going to have to start paying extra for those things. Let's go ahead and keep to the script, Steve. So, you know, Steve, you know, just, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit about, you know, you being a serial salesman. And later on, uh, at towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about your book that's going to be coming out. You are pre-selling now. And when we think about, you know, sales or we think about social selling or we think about the things that we have to do in business, I really want to tap into your experience about developing good business relationships. So I think the first question I have for you is when you're setting off to develop a good business relationship, you know, what's the first focus that we should look at? So one of the first things I would have you do or have you consider is that uh, there's really no distinction between a good business relationship and a good relationship. Um, and, and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They wear different hats and they wake up in the morning and they're going to go try and develop a business relationship versus just being, you know, you know, candid and genuine and authentic to who they are and attracting the people that know, like, and trust them. So I think fundamentally, um, the, the way people have been trained, especially in the sales arena is to put on their, you know, their business mindset, go to work and try and make different relationships than they would normally make in their uh, traditional walk of life. And you know what? One of the reasons why they call it social selling is that it's supposed to be fun. Social is fun. So, you know, hanging out and, and attracting the people that, you know, have the same likes as you have the same passions that you, and then ultimately can become clients makes this a very different game than it's ever been played before. You know, I think that's really interesting. And I think one of the things that I want to kind of hone in on there uh, and one of the things you were saying is as you now start to develop these, you know, business relationships, the personality that you kind of carry with you is, is this like the same personality you have when you're off? Do you need to have a business persona? I mean, how do you kind of uh, either separate or marry those two, you know, internal relationships to come across because you said the key word there was no like and trust. I mean, does it have to be a, 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 a different persona or can we use the same of who we are? So, Chris, to the absolute contrary, you cannot be two different personalities. And if you look at Jekyll and Hyde, uh, you know, that, that doesn't work in this environment, especially with social media being so transparent. The more genuine and authentic you are, it will show up. If you try to be something that you're not, there's really no way to hide it. So, you know, I, I think one of the advantages to people who are willing to open up and share who they are, those are the ones who are developing the more meaningful relationships in life. And then those actually turn out to be more meaningful business relationships. So it's interesting because in a lot of the training that we do in organizations, there's this concept that we see that people have been trained. We call it show up and throw up. 
that they show up at the door and the only thing they really have to talk about is the name on the door. So whatever business they're working for, that's the, the, the only level of conversation they can have. And in all reality, people are more interested in you as a human being, the things that make you tick, your integrity, um, the passion. And so I, I share this with people. I go, no matter what your passion is, if it's golf, if it's wine, if it's food, if it's motorcycles, if you could do business with all of the people in the world that share that same passion, you'd certainly be able to have a much better time. You'd certainly have a lot more in common. So it makes it much easier to filter your conversations to and filter your relationships to be around the people that you want to be around. So to, to me, I don't think it's ever been easier to be in sales, but there is a fear of people opening up and really being candid with who they are and their genuine self showing up. So it's, it's a very interesting environment. Yeah, it's real good that you said that. And that's exactly where I was leading you to. I mean, one of the things that I just had a conversation, you know, with a friend of mine, you know, a couple of months back was, you know, here's a guy, you talk about a biker, he's a biker. He's got a little bit of a beard, he's got tattoos all down his arm, and he's hiding that from, you know, his customers, his clients. He's a, he's in sales as well. And, you know, I kind of coaxed him to say, just be yourself. And when he kind of went to the short sleeves and the polo shirts, he wound up getting more business from the people who were actually like him that he was trying to disassociate himself from. I'm not surprised at all. And, and in a lot of the coaching we do, it's trying to coach people into being who they are and being, you know, again, that word genuine comes around. So, you know, I'm fortunate. I get to travel around the country. I get to speak and I get to, you know, work with sales teams all over the place. And the idea that I don't think anybody has the power to sell anything anymore. The idea is that you need to educate people on who you are. And then by developing those meaning relationships, they then two th two good things can happen they either have the opportunity to buy from you or they have the opportunity to refer you to someone they know who could buy from you. So, you know, I think it's more of a game of setting up, you know, this relationship network um, of which my team um, in the seven offices that we have around the country, my team is adept at managing, creating and developing these great relationships that have nothing to do with business. They, some of them turn out to be business but it's not our goal. We, we don't go into it trying to sell somebody something. We go in trying to find out who they are and find out where the commonalities are. And it's actually really fun. It's the, it's the ultimate dating game, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I think that's an awesome way to put it. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you kind of went there because one of the things that I like to tell, you know, clients that I work with is, we don't sell products and we don't sell services. What we sell is outcomes. And we're not going to know the outcomes that people need to their solutions until we get to know who they are. So I'm glad you put a cherry on that. So I guess my next question is, what's the biggest misconception that people have when it comes to developing business relationships? The biggest misconception would be that they have to put on some kind of game face. You know, um, in my book, um, which is... Uh, basically a compilation of, the, of 27 rules for leaders and influencers. Um, a lot of the rules pertain to how you think and how you react. I'll, I'll give you, for instance, 
you know, most salespeople are focused on setting up meetings and setting up appointments. And, you know, for me, an appointment has always been with a doctor or a dentist. It's never been anything that is part of business. So just one shift in your dialogue, um, and, and this can affect your entire state of, of being, is instead of making meetings and appointments, make visits. And by shifting that one word in a salesperson's vocabulary, it takes all the pressure off. You're not going to go visit somebody and bring brochures and do all of those things. We're just going to visit. It's a very simple shift in, in behavior, a shift in language. And that's where we've gotten the best results is stop being salesy. Stop being the, you know, the ultimate closer. You know, oh, you know always be closing has changed to always be connecting. Just connect. Just connect on a real genuine human level and let the rest take care of itself. Because if people genuinely do like you, they're going to go out of their way to try and do good things for you. And so, you know, again, you know, that old, you know, that adage of, you know, it's a popularity contest. You're damn straight. It's a popularity contest. So if you're open and I mean, just this morning, I'm in New York City today on the, on the plane ride up. I, I broke into a conversation with the guy sitting next to me over I didn't I didn't know what the um, the term mosaic meant. The girl on JetBlue came over and said, um, "Oh, Mr. So and So, you're a mosaic." And I was like, "What's a mosaic?" And I usually fly Delta, so it was new to me. We broke into a conversation about mosaic before we turned around. I said, "Oh, I guess you fly a lot. Yes. What do you do? Where do you live? What you know?" Well, he's the CEO of a big healthcare company that I'll be having coffee with in two weeks, and it was so easy and so simple and so genuine. Now there was no selling going on. Now, ultimately, when I'm in front of him, a couple of things can happen. We'll continue to like each other. He'll learn more about what I do, and he'll go, "Wow, I see value in that for my company. Can we talk about it more?" Or we'll shut it down and we'll just remain friends. So it has nothing to do with the predetermination of how am I going to sell this person. And it, it manifests itself in something very interesting. One of the questions we ask salespeople is, "What's well, tell me the definition of a good meeting. And the definition is, well, when you have the decision maker there or they have the budget to spend the money or to do any of those things that are related to the result of selling. And I say, well, wouldn't it be just a great meeting if you found somebody that you really liked and enjoyed being around. That to me is a quality meeting, and we have them all the t all the time. But we just came from a meeting with somebody um, um, at the World Trade Center, which, by the way, had not been in the tower um, since it's been rebuilt, and it was absolutely spectacular. But all it was was, you know, and and again, I said it before, the dating game. He's telling us stuff about him. We're listening. We're learning. We're figuring things out. It may or may not go anywhere. But if I said to a salesperson, you got to go out and you got to make a sale today, the chances of failure could, could be very high. But if I said to them, go out and make a friend, they do it in a heartbeat. So if you go out and make friends, wow, look how easy this is. And your friends turn out to be clients or people who refer you. So it's it's a very simple game of, you know, uh, just understanding, listening, valuing, understanding what you like, understanding what they like, and then the business conversation comes second. And I think that's probably the biggest paradigm shift is that salespeople used to show up, and some of them still do, with all of the stuff about who they work for and what they do for a living. 
and people aren't interested in that as much as who they are. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great points with so many great questions that uh, could come out of that. But I think one of the things I want to focus on is, is in your opinion, now that we're moving into a different generation, and for the folks that are out there who are trying to, to develop business relationships, and we think about the new millennium, and I know this is one of the things that you're passionate about, is there a big shift in how we conduct business uh, you know, in today's market compared to what we did maybe 10 years ago? Absolutely radical change. The tools that are available to us um, in the digital environment are just make being in sales so much easier. One of the things I talk about in my speeches is, can you imagine being a salesperson that did not have internet, did not have a CRM, did not have a mobile phone? You know, and I ask, I always ask this, I go, anybody in the audience use Waze, the, uh, the, the uh, traffic app? And, and some of them don't. And I go, I'm going to change your life in two seconds because it's the greatest tool ever available. So you, you take all of these tools and then you have a way of communicating with people with the click of a button. All of the social media channels that are open there are mere broadcast channels that people just don't understand the power of broadcasting your personal message out there. So what it's done is it's shifted to personal branding being so significant rather than exclusively company branding. So, so here's an example, Chris. If I said to you, uh, fast food hamburgers, what would come to mind? McDonald's. You know, and most people would say, most people would say McDonald's, obviously. So that same type of brand association needs to happen on a personal level. So, you know, a lot of times when people, when they mention my name or when they think about me, I want it to be associated with a word. And I can show you almost verbatim when I get emails back from people, they say energy that, wow, I'm this ball of energy. So I own that the same way McDonald's owns uh, or FedEx owns overnight delivery. And so that's really the crux of the change is that every single person is a brand and it's incumbent upon them to develop their brand because their brand shows up first and then the company that they're working for shows up. And, and, and if, you don't, if people do not get their arms around that, they're gonna get caught in the, in the fire. So if you think about that, then, you know, and we've heard it all before. I mean, you know, you have to have your own brand when it comes to being successful in in developing those business relationships, being a, a successful salesman. If you wanted to, you know, grow your brand or, or re or rebrand yourself, let's say, I mean, what's the best way that people can look to do that? Excellent, excellent question. And so here's the, the, the exercise that we ask people to do. Um, most people that are already in sales have had success. So we tell them to call the last five people that actually said yes to them and say, hey, I'm, I'm involved in an exercise and I want to ask you, what is it about me that made you comfortable buying from me? And your audience will tell you exactly what you think. So, you know, the, this exercise that we use is so informative, it engages their clients um, and somebody already said yes for a reason. And what it teaches people is the brand does not live in our mind, it lives in the consumer's mind. So, you know, we, we in a big group, we use this exercise. If your brand was a car, what kind of car could it, would it be? 
and, and the interesting part of that exercise is that um, you can't be a Honda, a Honda and a Mercedes at the same time, or even more extreme, you know, a Bentley and a, and a Kia. You know, you are whatever you are. Car companies spend billions of dollars branding, you know, uh, and putting the the key principles of that brand. So once you've spoken to your audience and found out what they're attracted to, write down the adjectives that they're using and then own those adjectives and train people that this is when you buy me, this is what you get. And, you know, the list of adjectives is obviously endless, but when you narrow it down and get to what is your particular DNA, you will realize that that's what people buy. They don't buy product, they don't buy price, they don't buy you know service, because whatever it is, it's probably a commodity that they can buy somewhere else, no matter what it is. In any, any business, they're making a decision on you, and here's the game changer, if they don't like you, the chances of buying from you are zero. And I think that's a really good point. And I never, I never heard it put like that before, that the brand doesn't live in your own mind. It lives in your customer's mind. And I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's the message that you're trying to get out, but it's what they're decoding on, about us that I think is really important. And I got to tell you, there's just so many you know, places to go, but I do want to be respectful of your time. You did mention uh, a little bit ago about your book. Right now, you are pre-selling your book, and it's due to come out shortly, and it's called Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Uh, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about it and let the listeners know how they can get their hands on it. Great. So um, we're in the uh, pre-selling phase, which is all new to me. Uh, the fact that I'm, I'm writing a book or I've written a book is, is fascinating, but I really did have a lot of this information that I wanted to get out there. So what I've done is for many, many years of working around the greatest salespeople, um, I took notes. I'm a student of the game. And so what I've done is I've created um, this book. Uh, which will be one of a series of three books. The first one, the subtitle is um, Rules of Engagement for uh, 27 Rules for Leaders and Influencers. And I believe if you follow these rules, you can create measurable um, success in a very short period of time. And I have the, the validation from all of the groups that I've worked with, all of the banks, all of the law firms, accounting firms, people that I've worked with around the country. So this will be my offer to, to the universe, uh, number one. Number two is um, very passionate dad and um, obsessed about that role in my life. And uh, both of my sons are in college football coaching, so I'm pretty proud of that. But the reason why I did this is what I wanted to leave a legacy so that they know um, they can put their hands on something physical and say, yeah, this is what my dad stood for. So. You know, th this part of my career, I've been very successful. I've bought and sold companies. I've, I've had major success at, my, at the sales level. This is my gift back to the universe to say, here's a way that you can do it. And if you look at major successful teams and athletes, they all have a process. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So if folks want to get their hands on that book for pre-selling, is there a place they can do that, Steve? Currently, there is not a page set up. It will be set up over the next couple of weeks. But if they want to contact me directly at, at Noodleberg, which is on Twitter, or on the ball marketing, be happy to get them on the pre-sale list. All right. Sounds awesome. And promise us yeah. when the book comes out, you'll come back. Let's go ahead and talk about it and let us help you contribute to your retirement. I totally, totally appreciate the, uh, 
the, the time and the, and the opportunity. And I'll leave you with this. Let's go Mets. Yeah, that's right. We are New York Mets fans, so that's really awesome. So, you know, I want to thank our guest, Steve Noodleberg, for joining us. He is the serial salesman. And for everyone out there, I want to thank you for joining us again on the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. Until next time, this is Chris Sabalero, and I'll chat with everyone again real soon. Thank you for joining us. The Ultimate Leadership Podcast is a production of chrissubbalero.com. You can interact with us by email at ultimateleadership16 at gmail.com. All rights reserved.